0: everyone this is music mukbang i'm zoe and today we're talking to Andy. how are you
1: i'm good i'm good how are you doing
0: pretty good so you just released a new song yes uh, you want to tell me about that
1: uh yeah okay so i made love like that probably two and a half months ago and it was the first song that i like I was super, super confident. in. so every time, every time I make a song, I'm normally really confident in it and then I drop it. But then the next song after that, like it just goes up in confidence. I don't know. As of now, it is the song I'm most confident about and the one I like the most personally from myself. Yeah. We did a lot. We did a lot for uh, promoting and marketing for it. It was the first song where I ever like actually officially went through with the release instead of just like, putting a date on it and being like hey guys this song on this day but like there was actually like thought that went into it Mm -hmm. the this relate this release is going like amazing a lot better than i could have imagined and uh i'm super psyched about it
0: do you kind of lay out content wise what you want to release what you want to post and all that stuff
1: so it's never really when it comes to social media it's never too much of a plan i kind of just like so I'll do the standard stuff. I have the song that I like plan to release and I plan a post for that. Like, I'm just as far as planning goes for that. I'm just like, okay, uh, here's a few pictures and here's the picture of the song. Yeah. I like the, the the cover art. And uh, that's as far as I go with planning for that. But I mean, other than like music video and song itself, there's not really much that goes into planning of the post.
0: You have a couple music videos for your songs when you're making the song do you ever picture like what the music video will look like or do you kind of is that something that comes after
1: uh definitely cuz i feel like always whenever i make songs it's like whenever i'm making the song i i'm in a certain like mental mental state while i'm making it and yeah. and i definitely see things visually while i'm recording cuz like i don't know music just kind of it give, I feel like music gives everyone, like, images in their head, like, while for they're sure. listening to it. So in some sense, yeah, but I have to listen to the song finished a couple times before I can get a full grasp on what I really want it to look like.
0: It's kind of more like an immediate, like, post-creation of the song rather than, like, idea for a music video first. What has been the most fun music video that you've done?
1: I think the most the most fun music video i've done like is it does it have to be one of my songs or is it, no. it be Something that. okay well uh there's this video called it, it's kind of a tie so i have a music video for uh my song over you with bixby and roan yeah and that was a lot of fun to shoot so it's a tie between that one and then it's a tie between uh throw your life away by bixby that has me and uh roan on it and that that music video was super fun to shoot that was like I, i'd say it goes to thirty life way because we were all just having a really great time that video was shot post um post like my first ever show that i did and yeah it was like I, I don't know if it was their first show but it was my first show so i was already pumped and then we met the videographer at uh at the show and he was like hey you guys want to go back to y'all bnb we can like we'll do like a quick like run and gun video yeah and we, we were we were super hyped so uh yeah we were all just having fun with it there was no plan no like it was just kind of we just had fun with it so I'd say 30 life is probably gotcha. the most exciting and fun one to make
0: yeah so your first show was that at the house of blue chicago or was that a different show
1: uh no actually this <laughs> okay so this first show it wasn't a great show uh no disrespect to anyone who put it together they're, they're all great people it was just it was bad timing there was a lot of uh there was a lot of holes in the plan for the show so it wasn't it wasn't the best first show but it gave me it gave me my first feel at performing live which I'm super grateful for this one was actually in LA I don't remember the venue exactly I think it was like a it was like a dance studio or something it was like it was like huge it was nice it was it was fun but it was like
0: yeah so tell me about the house of blue Chicago show that's a pretty cool venue huh
1: oh that place is super sick that place i i've always known about it and it's always been kind of like a a goal of mine to perform there just because i i'm super i'm like a a visual head so like whenever i go into that place like my eyes just lit up i was taking pictures of everything i was yeah i was was just super excited such a such a great place and uh the crowd turnout was great i loved all the people performing so it was it, it was just super fun that that show was that show was amazing
0: yeah, so who else performed there? Um,
1: so, uh, it was Black Winter Wells, Kuru, me, K Backwoods, Overworld, Ghost Social. I-, I feel like I'm missing I'm missing a a key one that I just oh Funeral as well.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So kind of like hyperpop rap type
1: yeah yeah
0: very cool yeah i bet that energy was really awesome
1: it was super fun
0: your first show was in la you did a show in chicago it's a lot of moving around but you're from new orleans right yes how do you how do you kind of balance that with all like the travel and stuff like that
1: i'll do anything to get out of this place i'm gonna be completely (laughs) honest you talk to anyone so if i go anywhere and say that i'm from louisiana people are like oh my god like people get so excited but then like anyone who is in louisiana with any sort of creative mindset if you ask them how is it living in louisiana they'll shit on it they'll they'll <laughs> absolutely like no one there are rarely rarely anyone will say good things about this place if they live here it's it's just not a in my opinion uh it's not not very supporting of creative minds
0: interesting it's just not like a big enough or earn- Uh, I guess open-minded enough place for something like that
1: yeah I mean there are scenes but it's like they have like the main scene that I know about is like really underground like super underground like not even like almost like they don't post on Instagram underground like it's all flyers it's like flyers it's like they throw shows at like their houses it's like dangerous like shit like that like it's insane
0: it's dangerous <laughs> no oh it really is
1: i've heard so <laughs> many stories about people like <laughs> like one time they had they had bodyguards at one of the shows that one of my friends was telling me about and they had like ak's like it was crazy it was it was insane bro.
0: what the hell oh yeah, my goodness yeah. i was yeah, about I'm to never
1: going to one of those
0: i was about <laughs> to like what kind of music is it just any kind or is it just
1: um That's Are so... you familiar with like Suicide Boys?
0: Mhm, a little bit. It's like yeah.
1: that. It's like Suicide Boys, NASCAR, Aloe. It's like that scream rap. Like gotcha. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know how to.
0: I feel that. Okay, I was trap
1: metal and shit like that. Trap
0: metal. Yeah, I was literally about to sit there and compare it and be like, "Oh yeah, it's like the underground music scene at my college." No, that is not the case.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if they have a music scene like this anywhere else, like this bad, maybe like, maybe like Atlanta and Florida, maybe yeah, possibly. maybe. But All I right. Like so
0: we took people. a little intermission, my wifi dropped, we had a cat situation, we're good now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> What's your cat's name?
1: Oh, my cat's name is Remy she just she has to be wherever anyone is if they're doing anything she has to be right up like in it yeah so she was like laying on the whole setup and she like bet the wire i guess
0: yeah have you seen those like tiktoks or those videos where like people buy their cats little laptops and then like put it next to them
1: no i have not but that sounds super cool
0: (laughs) apparently apparently like be like a cat like lay like on the laptop or like bother you while you're like reading or something because they like want to do what you're doing they want to mirror you so if you get them their own little laptop that's so adorable they, then they leave you alone but anyways you, you've you done a couple songs with Roan and Bixby how did you guys meet
1: okay so the, this story starts uh, in July of 2021 we all had a mutual friend named Bertway and he went live on Instagram and we all joined just like coincidence and uh we all requested to join the live also coincidence and it was like 3am so we had like probably like four people watching and like three of them were us <laughs> so we joined and we were all just dancing for some reason like super tired just dancing and after that we all decided that we were going to uh get in discord and play games together okay and that's and then we just did that for a few for like a month or two and then we started like actually uh recording together and doing that
0: so at this point when you guys met were you making music already
1: yeah yeah i've been making music since like the start of 2020 i think or like okay i want to say my actually i think my first song dates to september of 2020 so maybe like towards the end
0: gotcha so you've been practiced that's so funny how you guys just
1: yeah it was so it was so coincidence and i couldn't have asked for anything better
0: yeah you guys have done a lot of absolute bangers so i'm excited to see what else what else you come up with how do you guys work together usually
1: so i've I go out to L.A. I used to at least I haven't traveled in a in a while because I've kind of had some real life stuff I've been uh doing and so I I used to go to L.A. a decent amount and we'd be up when I was there because uh, they live near there so it was pretty easy for all of us to just uh get together over there and that's uh yeah and then we used to just we've gone to a few studios together and just you know done that but then we also just sit on discord and record that way so
0: yeah I recently learned that like and that makes a lot of sense I've used discord for a lot of like school clubs and stuff like that so I feel like it's a very functional way to make music with people as opposed to like sitting on FaceTime or something like that you know
1: yeah yeah the screen sharing is the is the biggest thing you can just screen share like what you're doing to them so
0: yeah absolutely so is LA a place that you would want to ultimately move to or do you have somewhere else in mind oh that was
1: god no I would never move to LA (laughs) that place is so fucking gross (laughs) (laughs) that place is really that place is really gross Uh, I appreciate
0: I I appreciate the honest opinion
1: that is 100% honest I see I used to love going there when I first went yeah uh i've seen some things over there like some stuff that i will never forget i've been (laughs) scarred for life it's just like it's a very toxic and dirty place in my opinion i think it's i think it's cool and it it definitely has a lot of opportunity for artists just being out there because that's kind of where a lot of people are so it's like it's like a hot spot but uh you know it's just it's not somewhere you want to be 24 7. yes absolutely Uh, that's how I see it yeah but and it, it, it is a cool place to visit
0: yeah and it sounds like you've been there enough to the point where you kind of got a feel of like what it would be like to live there so very smart on your part to understand that yes there's opportunity but also like you and your personal, like the way you operate you can't do it so a lot yeah. of respect to that because I feel like you know, there's a good amount of people that, you know, push themselves to live someplace because they think it'll be better for their music or their art or whatever, but may not fit who they are as a person. So very...
1: With with the internet being a thing, I don't think even like your location, it, it matters to an extent, but with the internet being so populated and so popular, um, I just think it, it's made everything so much more accessible as in like, Let's, let's say like 10, 15 years ago, people were, let's just talk about like record deals. People would go and people would get certain places like A&Rs would go to shows to find talent and stuff like that. But like now it's just everyone's on the internet. Everything is on the internet that it's like possible to do whatever just from, just from being on the internet. So I think, I think location has mattered less and less over the years
0: yeah absolutely and I think especially like since people were forced to have to learn how to use all sorts of online tools and meet online I feel like everyone's very accustomed to like working online and doing good work online as much as like businesses and companies are trying to force people to go back in person to work I feel like it's kind of reached a point now where it doesn't really matter
1: no that's that's very true
0: So you're making music in quarantine, not to, like, trigger anyone or bring that whole shit up,
1: but
0: it sounds like it was a very productive time for you. Is that
1: true? Oh, yeah. You know, while it was a bad time in general, like, I, I can't, like... If it was up to me, I'd say it was a great time, but just with everything going on, it clearly was not a, right. a great time.
0: Like to poli- like to be politically correct. You can't say it was a fun time, but
1: yeah, but, <laughs> you but for had me, fun. that was the best two, two and a half years of my life because See, at first I, I really disliked my parents because I, I was in high school at the time and mm-hmm. I disliked my parents for not letting me leave the house. They did not like, like, I I think in a, in a year I went the store maybe like twice oh, or like three times. Trust like, me,
0: my parents were the same way.
1: Just like, you know, quarantine made me lose a lot of my real life life Uh, I didn't hang out with my friends for two and a half years, pretty much. I mean, I saw them every once in a while, like maybe like twice. It was like once in a blue moon, I'd get to see people. So I lost a lot of those connections, but I made a lot of friends online and I started making music. And with not being able to leave the house and not having any distraction, the only thing I could do, the only thing I wanted to do was sit in my room and make music. So I pretty much grinded until quarantine stopped and I I still do now it's all I know like I've like trained myself just make music every day so now it's like when I can't make music it's like I don't know what to do it's weird
0: yeah I get you so it's very much a part of your day-to-day routine
1: cool yeah but I, I wouldn't be anywhere I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am now uh without My parents not letting me leave the house. Yeah.
0: Well, so I guess blessing in disguise. Did you find did you find that you were that motivated about like anything any hobby or anything like that prior to quarantine? Because you said you kind of like trained yourself. So did you always have that kind of mindset of like grind?
1: No, it was a newly developed thing. I've see I get committed to things, but I never push myself to the max pretty good at things and then I just stay there like my interest before music was basketball and okay I I was pretty I was pretty good at basketball I wasn't the best at all but that was definitely something I wanted to do for a really long time and then and then once like it trained me because it was the only thing I could do music was the only thing I could do when I was inside it was either that or it was like be on my phone and right at the end of the day like I had a I had somewhat of a brain developing at that point (laughs) so I so I was like like might as well be productive like I I could be doing something and it's just it's fun it was fun making music to start like it was like the best thing in the world so it was it was a no-brainer
0: yeah absolutely do you have a song for you that you remember being like like that stands out to be the most emotionally charged or the most personal song out of the ones you released.
1: And i be, I'm going to be completely honest. This is the only time I'm ever going to say this to anyone. And this is the only, like, I would never say this anywhere else. So none of my music up until recently is anything about my life. I I get a lot of my musical inspiration from movies and TV shows and watching like main characters go through things or like, sci- like stuff like that. And I, I kind of translate that and like create stories in my head. But I also up until um, three songs ago, what I did to you, I, that's the first song I ever sat there and like thought about something that happened or like something happened prior to that, that I was like, okay, I'm going to write about this. So everything else was just like, kind of like, say a line then stop yeah it was just yeah so not a lot of it is very personal up until last three like Mm -hmm. love that is my most personal song uh that one strives a story that happened to me not too long ago and that yeah so my creative process other than i i guess writing these last few songs was just kind of Freestyle, like think of stuff from movies and TV shows and think of scenarios in my head because I just like the story writing aspect of everything.
0: You know, not enough people really talk about that. That yes, music can be a very personal thing and can be a very personal way to process emotions and kind of work through things, you know. But in the same respect, it's also storytelling, it's a form of storytelling. So you were using it as that and that is just as cool right and the fact that you have learned you've learned to do both is even cooler so now when you're emo you can write songs about being emo Um, if you want to yeah no for sure you have a christmas song that you (laughs) wrote with dixby Can you tell me about that i'm very interested to hear because i don't know that I have ever seen out of like aside from like you know Ariana Grande or like Taylor Swift making her Christmas album what what prompted that all
1: right so I don't know if you know this that song was released in July (laughs) and so even better what the hell (laughs) yeah um so it was marked as the Christmas song of the summer Uh and so I had the idea because I was listening to what was it was like this old ubc album i'm not i'm not sure if you're familiar with them i'm they kind of have been m.i.a from what i know i haven't heard anything but um they made they made a christmas album during christmas and it was like christmas like hyper pop in a sense okay but i i i just made it i really don't know what prompted it i made the open i sent to bixby and i was like We, I think we were in Discord and I showed it to him and I was like, I was like, hey, you should definitely get on this. Like, let's, let's drop this in July. And, uh, at first, I wanted to do a whole album that was stretched out throughout a whole year where it was like for Christmas, we were going to do a Halloween song for, for, uh, Halloween, we're going to do a Christmas song for, you know, like that kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to like, yeah, just to throw everyone off. Just like, it was just fun. (laughs) But, uh, that's, that's where that comes from. Um, but yeah, that's about it. It was that very is,
0: fun to make. That is iconic. That and is it did
1: very well for yeah. A drop.
0: Yeah, it did. I oh my goodness, wow. And that I feel like that is so important that you are having fun with music like that. I feel like a lot of people take themselves so seriously, and they're like, I gotta plan out the drop, and like it. You know, I'm scared to release it. Well, I mean, I'm sure everyone you know contemplates releasing stuff, but just being very spontaneous with it that is so important and very cool so and I think yeah I think your listeners and your followers can definitely like relate but also I think they appreciate that and you can definitely tell by the streams as well yeah, that no, they do
1: for sure. for sure for
0: sure do you remember the first song that you released where you were like oh shit this is doing well
1: i hate talking about this song but uh it's it's a song called smackdown that's on my account oh the one is it
0: the one with um eric doa and like yeah it's a huge cypher yeah
1: Yeah, yeah yeah uh so i i don't talk about the creation of it much but what so what happened originally was eric had I want to say this was 2021, but I it might be 20. Wait, what month is it right now? It's September. Um, it's September, yeah. Okay, this must have been September of
0: 2020.
1: Okay. Eric, which today is actually his birthday. So two years ago today, okay, we were in Discord uh, for his birthday, and he made a song that was going to go on his Dante Red account. Yep. But he didn't necessarily like it. So he was like, Hey, I'm going to drop this in the, in the chat, whoever gets it, like, like you get it. And then, so I got it and I did a verse on it. And I was like, you know, I I'd heard spin by curtains and Red by bloodhounds, which are like huge ciphers. I was like, I should do something like that. So I hit up all the artists and it took about a month to get it all together but then I dropped it and I, I knew like you see the names on it and even back then you knew that it was going to do well. Oh yeah. Like like it it was so clear as day that that song was and that song did wonders for me. It did wonders but it it was like a pro con thing. Like I was kind of known as the the smackdown cipher guy for a while. I but got then you. uh but then it, it also brought traction to my stuff that I released solo like right after
0: yeah and I think very smart of you to you know acknowledge yes this is how people are perceiving me now but then also kind of following it up with something that says you know hey this is me this is who I actually am right so people are getting the full scope of everything and not just you know one song that they see online so in your opinion what do you think makes a good cipher anything in particular or just good verses
1: it could be horrible verses the beat is all that matters for a cypher if that that shit has to like make you want to turn up because if, if the beat doesn't hit super hard and like the only I i don't know not necessarily but i feel like when there's a lot of people on a song and there's a lot of verses there has to be something that keeps it keeps it up yeah and I don't think versus could do that alone so i definitely think that it's the beat the beat is like in my opinion the most important part of a cypher whether it switches up or it's just a really good beat
0: yeah i think that definitely helps to maintain the like continuity to it because obviously everyone that's on that cypher has a different flow has you know, a different voice just even. So it's going to be a little bit of a difference, but if the beat kind of matches or kind of goes with it, then I think that definitely helps to make it less like stark of a jump from one person to the next. So
1: yeah, 100%.
0: You have released an album. Yep. In (laughs) 2021 called Dusk. What was the process like for that? And what would you say is like the biggest lesson or like the most important thing that you learned from it?
1: So that project was kind of a impulse. Like I want to drop something that's like more than just a single, like I want to drop a body of work. I didn't at all put that, that, that album really was just there to show versatility because I didn't want, I didn't want. It to just be like one consistent genre throughout not that that like i'm not i'm not hating on that like that's i think some of the best albums are kind of like fluent and go together but i just i just wanted to kind of prove myself in a sense and uh so that's why there's so many different genres on it that that album was kind of just mix match putting things together that i like it, it, I shouldn't have labeled it an album. I, I kind of regretted doing that like a week after I dropped it. Uh, but I didn't want to change it. I was gonna cause I didn't want to call it a mixtape either, but it was pretty much a mixtape. It was just kind of songs that I made that I really liked. Some some older, some that I made like a few weeks before the album dropped. And um yeah, it all started. I was in Discord with one of my friends, David Halo, and he was talking to me about uh he he drops a lot of projects and I was like that seems really cool I want to try that so I ultimately did and was the product.
0: Gotcha I feel like that's a very good way to kind of experiment with that though right like a lot of people I mean I guess it depends but like I, I feel like some people kind of expect an album to be like cohesive or like that's like just naturally what you would go to but it's cool that you were able to kind of like be different there and just like hit them with it and be like all right here you go you know
1: yeah for sure
0: for future larger projects eps albums do you in mind have like a certain way that you want to approach it or is that like tbd just kind of see what happens
1: um a lot of it's to be determined but i i've always wanted to make a project that's very um cinematic in a sense yeah like like heavy impact like whether it's a mo yeah like just i've always wanted to make a super emotional project i just haven't figured out a way to go out it yet i take a lot of inspiration from like break and uh 50 landing yeah when it comes to like I just love the way they uh structure their projects and mm-hmm. and uh, that's just how I how I want to do it but I haven't thought too hard about it
0: and I think as you kind of like grow and explore more as a musician you'll definitely find kind of where you want to go with that for you what would be dream venue you've played house of blues i feel like that's pretty iconic but do you have a place that you really would want to play
1: uh two places that i really want to play are one baby's all right or uh well uh, three technically so baby's all right in new york or elsewhere in new york as well um or the roxy in la Mm -hmm. those are those are the three places that i've like really wanted to perform at
0: can you tell me a little bit about those two new york venues i've never heard of them before
1: uh so Babe's all right is this uh little club i'm not sure I, I went to a show there one time last year in october i went to a show there it was it was just a cool venue i don't know how to explain it the backdrop was like really sick it was just like it was just super nice venue it's like a it's like a bar and elsewhere is I'm not too sure where it's at, but a lot of my friends have performed there and said great things about it. And I've seen it. It's just like a nice looking, another nice looking venue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you gone to New York a lot for like songwriting and like collaborations and stuff like that?
1: Uh, I went to New York for a show one time. It It was, yeah, last October, I think, or September. And it was super, super, super fun. Other than that, I I don't go to New York very often, but when I do, I really like New York. Like it's like got everything LA does. It's just better in my opinion.
0: Interesting. Could you do all, could you handle all the walking and all the public transportation?
1: Yeah, I love that shit. Not public transportation. I don't love it, but like, (laughs) it's nice. I, I I don't struggle with it at all.
0: Yeah, for sure. What do you like most about performing?
1: Seeing people in the crowd turn up. Yeah. Like, and just see, see them having a great time. Cause that's like, cause it's like mutual. It's like, I'm already having a great time performing. And right. then when I see people having a great time, like being there, it's just, it's a great feeling. It's like unmatched. I've never felt anything like it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure seeing people sing your songs back to you is probably.
1: That's, that is insane. That, that's like the craziest thing. Last show I did at House of Blues, one song I barely knew the words for, but, <laughs> but like I had people singing it for me. It was so sick.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and just nuts. to think like that's not a place that you live, you know, that's yeah, a co- complete yeah. other side of the country, right? That's so yep. dope. All right, Andy. So we've got the new song out now. Love Like That. out now stream it available everywhere what else is next for you
1: so i want to drop maybe one or two more singles then maybe a project maybe just maybe i definitely want to keep going in the direction that i'm going sound wise i really like i really like making like indie rock alternative stuff and i've only gotten good like good feedback from it so I, i definitely think that's the direction i'm taking and that's what's to come next hopefully performing a little bit more nothing too crazy in the works right now for that but um hopefully soon and yeah
0: well cool thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it me. everyone can follow you where can they follow you what's your handle
1: uh my handle is at one indie on everything
0: awesome thank you so much yep.
1: Yay! thank you
0: Hey everyone, it's Zoe. Thank you so much for listening to our episode with Andy. Please enjoy a snippet of his unreleased song called Crashing to the Floor. Follow us at Music Mukbang for more interview clips.
1: As much as I Tell me what you are. Did you let, let us go? Do you feel like you're in body by the-